3: Duck is Duck's duck gonna pick it up,
2: and here we go! Oh, how about about that? Score! How about that? Oregon repeats as the Pac-12 champion. Camaroon,
4: four-three. Three, 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 four, three. Yes. Oh, and a steal and slam for Williams. Dvorace to the basket. The slam for the third time in the last five years. Boom! Regular season champions and now Pac 12 tournament champions.
3: Welcome to Duck Insider. We're just getting started. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. It was almost six months ago
4: to the day that I went to the dentist for the first time in quarantine. Did that again this morning. Really thought that six months later, after the last time I went to the dentist, that it would be a little bit more normal and not as odd at the dentist's office. Unfortunately, we still sit here. And it kind of made me reflect back on what the last six months have been like and what the last six months have meant to so many different people that's going to kind of be my theme of the show today because today is the first day of black history month it's the first day of february it's also it happens to be uh, our puppy's one year birthday yeah our dog henry a, a quarantine puppy he turns one today It's just so weird when sometimes all of these different paths of your life converge, and I feel like that's exactly what is happening to me today, where I'm thinking about... All these groundbreakers that the University of Oregon Athletic Department is going to be featuring on their social media channels. We'll tell you about them on the show every time one of them is released. Uh, today you've seen some from women's basketball, soccer, from Oregon football and beyond. And Rob Mosley's going to be writing about them on Godux.com. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, head to Godux.com and check out the full write-up on some of these groundbreakers. And, of course, I say all of that, and then I'm thinking about, you know, the social justice issues that are going on in the world and have gone on in the world and how it connects to sports and how sports has often been a platform for these things. Whether you agree with the politics or not, I think we can all agree that sports is supposed to bring people together. I've been thinking a lot about that today, that it's the first day of, of celebrating these groundbreakers at the University of Oregon and our little bubble within the context of the greater history of the world. And then it also happens to be the day that my dog is going to get a ham bone when we get home. And there's been a lot of things that have all kind of converged and a lot of things that we've talked about on the show, and we'll keep doing that. Women's basketball, unfortunately, has entered into a pause. No games this weekend. University of Oregon Women's Basketball Program paused all team-related activities, and as a result, those scheduled games this past weekend have been postponed with the dates for the rescheduling of those two games coming when the announcements are or decisions really are made. Right now, still on track for a game on Friday against Arizona State. Now, similarly, men's basketball, the Ducks, I can't tell you if things remain on track, will play Thursday against Washington State at 8 o'clock. Now, we all know that there's a lot of things that can happen between here, Monday, and then Thursday. But right now, if things stay on track... A game is slated for the Ducks and the Cougars coming up on Thursday. That's the latest. We'll have more on Tip-Off Tuesday presented by Carl's Jr. tomorrow. And, of course, it's also signing day on Wednesday. Big day for the Ducks. Uh, it looks like it's going to be the best recruiting class in the conference, and it looks like it's going to be the best recruiting class in program history. Now, on or earlier last month, or not even last month anymore. Now, two months ago, because today is the first day of February, the Ducks introduced what was at the time the best recruiting class in program history. With the early signing period and now the later signing period, it's a little different. It's a little bit odd to sort of celebrate the class in December when it's not really complete until February. That's why I think the February signing day is still kind of the, the big, big day. GoDucks.com slash signing day for information on the virtual event. And as we go on the air here in the 1 o'clock hour, the auction has just gone live. You can now go and bid on some of the items that we've been telling you about, including, this is one of my favorites, Herb Yamanaka, legend within Oregon Athletics. He will actually make you a custom bowl. These are lathed by Herb himself finds these great pieces of wood. They're absolutely beautiful, these homemade wooden bowls. And I know you're probably sitting here like, he makes bowls. This is that I can bid on that. I'm telling you, when you see them, they're unbelievable. Now, that's just one of the things, including a run out with the team, uh, a couple signed jersey items that are for you. Also, uh, this is kind of a, a great one, too. You get to go golfing with Robert Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. You can bid on going golfing with Robert Johnson on goducks.com signing day. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah, and speaking of golf, Oregon men's golf head coach Casey Martin, he's going to join us on the show in just a little while. First time uh, that we've talked with Coach in, in a while with Coach Martin, who is one of the biggest Oregon football fans out there, by the way. And Tim Deruder. The new Oregon football defensive coordinator met with the media today. We have his full press conference – well, the greatest hits of his press conference actually edited for time. We have that for you coming up in just a bit, so stick with us. Uh, but that auction is rapidly approaching, and I encourage you all to check it out on godux.com slash signing day. You can also register for the virtual event that will include Coach Cristobal and beyond as they talk about this recruiting class. And finally, our great – I was trying to think of the right way to describe what this show exactly is, but from 8.30 until about 10.20, 10.30 in the morning, every member of the Oregon football coaching staff is going to join us via Zoom. We're going to watch highlights of every recruit for their position group, and they're going to break it all down for you. That's going to be on the Godux YouTube channel, the Oregon football Facebook page, and the Oregon football Twitter as we'll break down all things Ducks with the coaching staff on signing day with recruiting highlights and stories about recruiting these guys. And it's it's actually one of my favorite productions that we do all year. And I will say it's a heavy lift for one Scott Phillips because he has a lot of videos to keep track of, a lot of Zoom calls to connect to, and Scott's a one-man show back here. He, I mean, I, so I say all that so that if something goes wrong, we know whose fault it is. That's good, right? Scott's looking at me like, man, I, I just I, – he can't believe that I just said that. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's coming up, though, and I think you're really going to enjoy it, uh, so join us for that. And I talked about how today is the first day of Black History Month. Uh, those groundbreakers from throughout Oregon Athletics history going to be celebrated in recognition of Black History Month. And today – Portland natives Bobby Robinson and Chuck Williams featured. They were Oregon's first black student athletes playing for the football team in 1927. Robinson was the starting quarterback, actually, opening game at quarterback of that 1927 season. And Georgine Rose joined the track and field program in 1975, becoming the first woman to compete for the Ducks in varsity athletics. Just one of a couple that we're featuring today. But I really encourage you to, to check out Bobby Robinson and Chuck Williams. That's a, just a cool one. Another one, uh, Shelby Golden, uh, one of the groundbreakers recognized. And we can go on and on about all of these from within the Be Oregon campaign. H.D. Murphy is another. I just encourage you to stay with the Oregon social media channels because they're going to be celebrating some some pretty cool, truly groundbreaking moments in Oregon Athletics history as part of Black History Month and Oregon Athletics and the Be Oregon Initiative. Now, the big question of the day, of course, uh, Josh has asked me on Facebook, and I saw one comment on YouTube about it as well. Uh, will the Ducks uh, be playing men's basketball again? As I said when we started the show, that is the plan. If everything stays on track, Oregon men's basketball will play a game against Washington State on Thursday. Now, again, I will say it again. As we all know, a lot can change between now and Thursday. But if things stay on track, there will be a game played on Thursday, and that is the plan. And then also, when will we be able to come back into the stadium with no mask? I wish I knew the answer to that question. I wish I knew the answer to to when Scott and I could could safely do the show without us wear, us wearing masks here in the studio. There's still a lot of unknowns that are, frankly, above my pay grade. Also, track and field volleyball in the books, men's and women's tennis, uh, and a little bit more baseball season preview. But first, quick timeout. And when we come back, Tim DeRutter, he met with the media today, the new Oregon football defensive coordinator. He chatted with the media for about 20 minutes. We've got that for you on the other side of the break. Uh, we went through a lot. There's a lot going on over the last weekend. We're back after this, talking with Tim DeRuder on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
1: From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, OnPoint proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. Onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity.
5: As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative.
3: Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield
2: IMG College. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
0: Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education
4: assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
2: I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the
1: Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
4: I got nugget signer presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mac with you inside the Country Financial Studio. I was actually just looking at some of the auction items that uh, have gone up. Godux.com slash signing day for, for the auction items. And it's actually pretty amazing how fast everybody has, has started bidding on them. There's some awesome stuff. And I, I, yeah, the, people are already going, going, go, going all for it. I, I love it. I, I'm absolutely. I'm absolutely loving it. So, Lee, with an interesting comment today, Uh, he said, you're talking your dog while avoiding the woeful losses to Oregon State, Cal, Iowa State, the disappointment of those. I didn't know that it was still football season. It is recruiting season. That's that's true. That's absolutely true. And I think, hey, the best way to answer for those losses that obviously Oregon football was disappointed in, you recruit well. Recruit well and – get back out on the field, and that's what they're going to do. Meanwhile, Tim DeRuiter, he's going to be back out on the field with the Ducks, and I think he's pretty darn excited to be here. And fans, you're going to love getting to know Tim DeRuiter. Awesome guy, and you'll hear it in his press conference, too. He's going to attack. They're going to go after the quarterback, and they're going to force the issue defensively. Tim DeRuiter met with the media today, introducing the new Oregon football defensive coordinator for the first time.
6: He's really excited to be here in Eugene, and, Uh, You know, work with Coach Cristobal and and an outstanding staff, um, you know, to get this opportunity uh, to be, I think, one of the few places in the country that have an opportunity to not only win a conference championship, but to to play for a national championship uh, with the support of the administration, the community, uh, the facilities, the ability to recruit those elite athletes and the culture that Coach Cristobal has created. Uh, I'm just really excited to be a part of it and, and look forward to the challenge of, of, of competing at the highest level.
7: Tim, what was it about? You touched on a little bit there. Uh, but what was it about this specific opportunity compared to, I'm sure you were sought after for numerous opportunities over the last several years, uh, while at Cal, what was it about this one? Um, was it the, the region and and the PAC 12 and and the proximity of things that, that played into it? What were some of the factors that went into ultimately choosing to take this one?
6: Well, there was, there was actually a few, um, probably number one, the driving thing was, was coach Cristobal Uh, really was impressed getting to know him. I I didn't know him before. Um, I have some familiarity with some of the guys uh, on the staff, uh, having coached with Ken Wilson and Jim Mastro, knowing the kind of coaches they are, the kind of people they are, the character they are, and how they spoke about coach Cristobal, the, the type of program that he demands from everybody that works for him, the players, the student athletes that, that that we're going to coach, the temperature that he sets for everybody. Uh, I just knew this place was a little bit different. And then obviously, you know, being in college football, Oregon's one of those brands that uh, is known across the country. Uh, When you make calls to coaches or recruits, uh, they're going to pick that phone up. Uh, They want to be a part of something that's so special with this community that supports it so well, the administration that supports it so well, our, our boosters uh that that's supposed that supported so well um you know you put all that together with the familiarity i had with those guys uh, again it was just too too big of a opportunity for me to pass up now
7: coach i know you've got you know a whole arsenal of, of different fronts and, and looks in your playbook and you've done a lot of three four lately um when you take a look at the oregon personnel you know how do you see
6: what you're going to do uh you know with a base front going forward into this next season um, you know, I don't know that we, we're going to have a base front. Uh, we have different packages. Uh, we're probably going to do a lot of similar concepts to what they based out of uh, in, in the past. Uh, you know, in, in our base package, and we'll have different terminology for it. We're going to have four down capability with KT and Mace and those bodies outside linebackers as stand up edge guys. Uh, we'll have a star position where we'll have a guy as an overhang someone who can, you know, be a physical guy, uh, you know, and play, play the run, uh, be able to bang receivers, but also be able to run a little bit. So, you know, more of the safety, long safety body types, uh, but that have some coverability. Uh, typically we'll play with, with two inside linebackers like, like we've done here in the past. Um, and then that star with four other defensive backs will, will be in our, quote, base look against 11 personnel, 10 personnel most of the time. But we'll be able to bounce in and out of odd and even fronts, and uh, you know, be able to use the advantages of of being in both those fronts to try to give some offense some some trouble. You know, right now, seems like offenses you know, across the country are having their way with people, and we're going to try to do something to uh, counter that.
3: I guess I'm particularly curious. Um, what you do with, with KT? I think you mentioned maybe he will have him standing a little bit more. Um, do you see, and I guess, do
4: you see comparisons to, to Vaughn Miller, a player you obviously coached at uh, back at AM a while ago?
6: Well, you know, it's funny you, you mentioned him as I was watching him, uh, you know, as, as we'd see crossover tape, he's probably the first person that I've seen in a while that had that explosiveness like, off the edge like Vaughn, the ability to bend, the pass rush value. Uh, really excited about him. Uh, we used Vaughn in a joker position. Uh, what we called it back then. Um, we will have the flexibility to, depending on the package and personnel that we're in to have him there, but we're going to move him around a bunch. Uh, you know, I've already sat down with KT and explained to him, uh, we're probably not going to have him playing a, a four eye at all, uh, but we're going to move him around. Um, you know, on, on third down, we moved Vaughn from an A gap to a B gap to a C gap. We moved him all around to try to take care take advantage of matchups. I, I think uh, you know, having a special athlete like like KT, you can do those kind of things, on particularly on third downs. Um, but because he's so athletic, uh, you know, when teams try to slide a protection to him and chip him and, and take him out of a game, we'll also have the ability to, to run some false pressures where he's actually going to be in coverage, and they'll waste those guys and we'll be able to use his athleticism in space. So uh, he's he's somebody that that's really, you know, dynamic, unique, uh, I've, I've already talked with Coach Cristobal. I'm not going to be dumb enough to have him in coverage all the time. His his major value is rushing the the quarterback and, and putting some fear in those those tackles in this league. And uh, we're we're certainly going to have him do that a bunch.
7: Hey Tim, um, you kind of touched on it with with KT there, but your thoughts on this Oregon defense that you're inheriting as a whole right now? Because there's some really talented guys on that on that side of the ball.
6: Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you look uh, up front particularly. In our front seven, you've got some very highly recruited guys, some guys that uh, are, are elite players nationally, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm thrilled to, you know, be able to to you know be a part of these guys' lives and and hopefully get them lined up where we are playing as fast as we can possibly play. I don't want to bog them down with a lot of, you know, terminology that they're having to worry about. We're going to have a simple system where we can let their athletic ability their physicality and their ability to strike and separate the ball from the ball carriers come out. You know, you can take those talented guys and slow them down make them play less physical. If you overcomplicate things. And we're going to try like hell not to do that and let these guys be able to pin their ears back and get after people. Hey, Tim, uh, good to virtually meet you. I was just wondering,
7: obviously you bring a lot of defensive coordinator experience, but you are also a head coach at Fresno state how does that experience kind of help you, you know, evolve as a coordinator
6: and help bring some added stuff to what Mario's looking for from his staff? Well, you know, two things, you know, I think, you know, being a head coach, I, I understand uh, uh, how valuable assistance can be. And you, you understand the assistant role much differently uh, once you've been in that, that head seat. And so, you know, I can try to hopefully head some things off at the past that don't have to get to uh, coach Cristobal. Uh, you know, I've told him I will always be a resource. I'm not going to in, inject my opinion if it's not sought. But you know, you know, with Coach Moorhead and myself, guys who've been in that that chair, there's some unique things about that position that you tend to look at things not from a myopic view, much more globally, so that you can, you know, I think help the team better. Um, you know, we're we're constantly having discussions about personnel and who needs to fit where, and as we get down to the crunch of, of recruiting for this year's class. And as we go forward, uh, there's a lot of discussions that, that go on taking place that, that are critical as to, you know, which guys do you take? Um, you know, we live in a world of limited resources. You know, you'd love to take them all, but you can't. and Which ones are gonna provide the most value? So, uh, you know, I think I can, you know, add to coach Cristobal, uh, you know, by, by you know, making rest, you know, recommendations there. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he'll lean on me for, for things. And if he doesn't want my opinion, I'll, I'll go worry about the defense, but, but uh, he's already reached out on a few things and I'm more than happy, happy to help.
4: Hey coach. uh, Nice to meet you. Uh, You kind of talked about the ability to come to Oregon to recruit national level prospects. Um, Just wanted to ask about
7: your own recruiting philosophy and maybe what you've heard from Ken Wilson and Jim master about Mario Cristobal's recruiting philosophy as you start this new position.
6: Well, I think, you know, the, the critical thing in college football, if you want to play at the elite level, you better have elite level athletes and coach Cristobal is all about talent acquisition and he wants to attack recruiting, just like we're going to attack practice, just like we're going to attack the weight room, just like we're going to attack on Saturdays in the fall. And you've got to make it a, a three sixty-five, 24 uh, seven effort in recruiting to get those elite guys. It, It's always going to come down to relationships. Uh, You build those relationships um, through face-to-face time, um, you know, so that ultimately the student athletes that we recruit understand that, yes, we want to turn them into tremendous football players, but more importantly than that, we want them to turn into outstanding citizens in our community here and create value for themselves so that not only are they going to be great football players, hopefully be able to play at the next level for a long, long time, but more importantly, to have that value of a degree in that wherewithal to get through hard times that, you know, all the lessons that, that football teaches you, the perseverance, the teamwork, the camaraderie, those things that are going to make them have a fulfilling life. Uh, those are the things that, that I'm anxious to, to share with our, our student athletes and our, our potential student athletes so that they want to come to a place where they can have everything in life, everything that a Division I college football player you know, reaches for as far as, you know, playing for a national championship and, and playing for conference championships, but also have that life after ball element that, that ultimately is going to be a sign of, you know, whether they were a success or whether we were successful with them or not.
4: That's Tim DeRuiter talking with the media today. New Oregon football defensive coordinator being introduced two days ahead of signing day, his first conversation with the media. And he'll actually be joining us on our Oregon football signing day special coming up at 8.30 in the morning on National Signing Day. You can watch via the Oregon football social media channels. Tim DeRuiter will be one of all of the coaches that will join us. Good question from Paul on the men's DMR front. So this is a good question. So track and field, if you missed it, uh, the men setting a – really impressive mark. They broke their own DMR record in the process with their performance this past weekend. It was great to see the Oregon track and field back in action, by the way. So Paul's asking on the men's DMR, can you explain the difference between an all-time world best and world record? So Paul, I have to tell you, when you asked me that question, I did send a note off to our resident track experts. My understanding is that it's a world record if the course, facility, track in general meets certain requirements from like the Olympic Federations and track USA track and field and organizations like that and then it's an all time world best if it's inclusive of the world records but then also on a course that maybe hasn't been certified if that makes sense I've seen it more in the marathon community like the Boston marathon for example like has a couple hills that make it not certifiable by the same guidelines. And I'm getting into the nitty-gritty here, but, Paul, I think that answers your question as best I can, that it has to do with if the the tracks, courses, all those sort of facilities, all those sorts of things are meeting those certain guidelines. It's not to say that one is more impressive than the other. I think it's just a way of keeping the records straight as best they can. Um, I have asked that that is, in fact, the case in this circumstance, as it pertains to to the men's DMR performance from this past weekend that we're about to tell you about. Uh, But that's my understanding of the difference between the two and how one is kind of inclusive of the others in addition to those courses and facilities that maybe don't meet those guidelines. I hope that makes sense. As I said it, Scott was nodding, which makes me think that he knows something. He doesn't know anything. I don't know anything. I just know that that sounded right. It has to do with the facility where the record took place. Okay. Kind of. There you go. Well, but in all seriousness, though, Paul, it's a great question. I did ask, and I I have a text out to our resident track experts to confirm that I am, in fact, right. Uh, But we'll see. All right, when we come back, more Tim DeRutter, Oregon football defensive coordinator. Also, some updates on the number one men's track and field team. That's right. Back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
0: Dear Wallet, you can't stop in a 2021 Toyota no matter the weather. The Camry all-wheel drive comes out to play. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4, and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander. See you in the snow. Toyota. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go
1: places. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, OnPoint proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. Onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity
0: dear wallet you can't stop in a new 2021 Toyota no matter the weather the Camry all-wheel drive comes out to play snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4 and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander see you in the snow Toyota find yours at Toyota.com Toyota let's go places
3: Duck Insider Duck Insider Duck Insider continues after this time out on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College
2: all right everybody in the car let's go They say that car
6: crashes happen in slow motion. The reality is that crashes happen fast. There's no time to think and no time to check if your child is in the right car seat. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your
3: kids in the right seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. No, you know. Get
6: more info at safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
4: Back on Nugget Sider, presented by on Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mac with you inside the Country Financial Studio. Uh, talking a little bit more about track and field before we hear from Tim DeRuder. Great start for Oregon track and field season on Friday. Just over a year ago, the men of Oregon took down a then 12-year-old collegiate record in the distance medley relay at the Razorback Invitational. Well, on Friday... The Ducks broke their own record, and they did it by more than five seconds 91942 four two to cap Oregon's indoor season opener. So collectively, the men and women of Oregon recorded seven Oregon top ten marks on Friday, and it's a world record breaking DMR showing. Or excuse me, a world. See, I've already got myself confused. So here's here's actually the the, the reasoning that the Hawker Peralta Hunter tier group not only broke the NCAA record but they set an all-time world best in the event. So I was talking about how like, kind of in the marathoning community, it's a little bit different. But Zach Lawson from Oregon Sports Information, he just confirmed to me, he said, because the Ducks have Charlie Hunter, who is from Australia, it can't be a, quote, world record. Because I'm assuming they have different nationalities. So I I guess it has to do with with that. But good question, uh, Paul. So I I venture to find the answer for you, and that's what I came up with. Uh, So because those guys are are from different areas in the world, I guess it can't be a world record. It can be a world all-time best. Hmm, Okay, there you go. The more you know. Then on Saturday, Oregon uh, capped a very productive season opener with six wins, two school records, and 12 NCAA top 10 season marks. That's uh, pretty impressive. So today, four NCAA-leading performances over the weekend from the Razorback Invitational. And the men of Oregon ranked number one in the country with Monday's release of the first rankings, or the rating index, as I should say, the right proper terminology. Five top ten national marks of their own, and the women checked in at number 13 after their season opening weekend in Arkansas. We continue next hearing from Tim DeRuiter, Oregon defensive coordinator. Brand new to Eugene, and I think you can tell that he already loves it, talking Oregon football with Tim DeRuiter.
7: Tim, how much did autonomy and defensive autonomy for you and play calling and game planning play into this? Because, And it's, it's not speaking ill of anything. It's just it's naturally you were under a defensive head coach with a co-defensive coordinator who previously served as a play caller himself. So I know it was a collaborative effort at Cal. Uh, so how much did having the keys to that side of the operation really play into this? And, and for those of us who study film, what is the most reflective defense of your past? Is it a and Is it early stages of Fresno? Cause I mean, if you're still, you're the head coach. There were things on the offense. I'm sure that were part of your focus. Mm. What is the most similar defense uh, to what you'll be running here?
6: Well, I, I think defense is an evolution. Um, first of all, uh, I, I was blessed to be at, at Cal the last four years. I'm very thankful to to Coach Wilcox and the staff, the the student athletes we had there. Uh, we ran the, the, the Cal defense. And uh, it was it was obviously a combination of what Coach Wilcox wanted to run and what, what I believed in, and, and I put my flavor on it. Um, but ultimately, it was the, the Cal defense. I'm going to run the Oregon defense here. Uh, we are going to figure out, who our best 11 football players are. Uh, we're gonna you know, attempt to put them in a simple system that they can execute as fast as they can. At times, will it look like Texas A&M? Yes, uh, and we'll probably have a little bit more flavor of that, those types of things, but it's gonna look a lot like what we've done here in the past, bouncing in between three and four down fronts. Um, and, and again, giving our student athletes an, an opportunity um, to be in different positions hopefully make it difficult on an offense to figure out what we're doing, but ultimately making it simple for our guys to take advantage of their athleticism and let them pin their ears back and play.
7: Coach, I wanted to ask you this just because you're in a unique position to answer. And that is as you were preparing uh, for the Oregon offense last season, when obviously you had success uh, in that game, but what was the toughest part uh, as you were looking at that offense and preparing that week
6: um, to play Oregon? I'll tell you, I, I think Coach Moorhead does as good a job as anybody in this league. Uh, there's there's a few things that, you know, I'll talk to him personally about that were very, very difficult that I don't want out there. Um, but they just do a very good job of not giving tendencies, of changing week to week, uh, staying true to who they are. You know, a very physical running team. You've got to account for the quarterback. You've got to, re, you know, account for all the play action off of it. You've got tremendous skill everywhere where they can spread you out and you've got to defend, you know, 53 and a third and in, in 120 yards of length of field. Um, they make it very, very difficult um, to, to, you know, assess and contain all that. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it was one of the games I think last year, you know, our, our staff, you know, we kind of laughed during the week because we had some late nights trying to, you know, figure out what we wanted to do. And probably felt the least confident going into that game, uh, but you know, as college football goes, sometimes those t- you know the kids make up for it, and 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 our players played you know at, at a pretty good level that game, and we were fortunate to win the win the football game. Coach,
3: I just wonder if you had any fun stories from your time with Ken at Nevada, just if you said you
4: mentioned <laughs> the, or or Jim, the, the familiarity there, and then I guess just also how much input will you have in, in finding a, a new
3: secondary coach um, to replace Keith Hayward.
6: Well, um, to first start with, with, uh, Jim and, and, uh, and Ken, they're, they're great guys. And, uh, I think anytime you're on a staff with a, a legendary coach, like, like, uh, Chris Alt, um, there, there's going to be stories. Uh, coach Alt, uh, uh is, is unique. Um, a lot of tremendous things I learned from him, and a few things that I probably would have rather been somewhere else and not learned those lessons. But, uh, um, you know, we we were only there two years, um, but thoroughly enjoyed our relationships we built there. Uh, there's there's a few stories I cannot tell, um, but uh, I I am very very pleased to be back with both those guys in particular, because uh, they are just outstanding football coaches, but even better guys.
3: Yeah, I, I asked just about input with the, the the secondary coach if you'd have much there.
6: Uh, yeah, uh, Coach Cristobal and I have have uh, been talking about a list of guys, and we've already started the process of going through uh, uh, a lot of high-powered names, uh, some guys that, that are as good as anybody in the country at doing what they do. And, and we've got to find the right fit, uh, both as a mentor and coach for, for our student-athletes, as well as someone who can go out and recruit the, uh, the elite student-athletes that we need going forward. So uh, we're well into that process and, and hope to finish that up uh, relatively quickly.
7: Your, your thoughts, your initial thoughts, at least on just the Eugene community and what, what do you think of the, the city so far and, and what you know about the game day experience at Autzen Stadium, obviously being a, a road warrior here. Um, what do you think about the fan base and the way they rally behind the Ducks?
6: Well, um, your first question, you know, the local community. Uh, my wife flew up this weekend uh, from the Bay. Uh, she's really excited. Uh, we've, we've been fortunate to be in a couple college towns uh, Uh, in in our 30 year journey in in, in this game. And we've really relished those, those opportunities to be in the the kind of towns that the entire community rallies around. Um, College station was a little scary that way. You couldn't walk anywhere without people recognizing you. And my, my whole family still laughs. The, uh, the first weekend I was in college station, I went to mass, I'm Catholic. And uh, you know, my, my, my family's like everybody they're fans and they, they get on these, these, uh, uh, websites. And, you know, my brother-in-law's hitting me up saying, Hey, I heard you went to mass today. Someone, someone put in it, you know, after communion coach Deruder had a determined look on his face, going back to the pew. I'm like, man, this is a little too scary, but, uh, uh, but we really love being in the kind of communities like this where it means something to the, to the community and, and coming here as a competitor, this is an extremely difficult environment, which I love being a part of. Uh, again, everywhere you go, you as a defensive coach, you've got to make sure you communicate, and communication is critical. And, and you worry about that uh, as an offense when you go on the road, that things are so loud that, you know, you can't communicate. Um, and it really wasn't – in defensively we signaled, but it really wasn't until I went to, to A&M that I realized how loud – a crowd was when you're on defense, where our defensive guys couldn't hear signals, you know, or you know, and so we had to do a much better job of, you know, making sure guys sent signals, and didn't just yell. Because that first game, I kind of screwed things up that we didn't emphasize it enough, and it was all me. That next week, we were much better at making sure we signaled, and and I'm sure here, you know, at Autzen, uh I've I've been on the on the nice end when when uh, uh, our defense was here, the crowd was nice and quiet for me when when I was on the, as an opponent, so it was no big deal, but. Uh, now we're going to have that 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 advantage. That, that hopefully uh, we're going to put you know the opposing offense in a little tough spot, and we're we're gonna definitely have the signals down where our guys be able to still communicate.
4: That's pretty interesting stuff from Coach Deruder, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to really like listening to that guy talk about football because it just fires you up. And hearing him talk a little bit about what he's going to run defensively, they're going to get after it. They're going to attack. Good stuff from the new Oregon football defensive coordinator Tim Deruder. When we come back, switching gears. We've got Casey Martin up next, Oregon men's golf head coach. He'll join us right after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: Hi, welcome to the spicy drive-in. May I take your order? Can
3: I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The
2: spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And to drink?
3: Uh, whatever's fine.
2: Oh, may I make a beverage pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor.
3: Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing.
2: I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to relieve really volatize uh, uh vola-what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's
7: delicious.
2: <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor charge characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, so. Dude,
3: it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other.
2: So true, so true.
3: When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
4: We're back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack with you inside the Country Financial Studio. And it is my pleasure to welcome men's golf head coach Casey Martin to the studio. Hey, you know, it it was funny. We we said, hey, we're getting on Zoom. Coach goes, well, do you want me just to come over? We said, yeah, absolutely. So it's good to have you how are you? It's good to be here It's good to be uh, back kind of working doing something Does this feel like kind of normal since you you' you're here in the office going through things with with your student athletes is it starting to feel a little
5: bit more for lack of a better phrase normal? I guess so this sort of makes it not normal right you know yeah, I feel like I'm right. robbing a bank every day all day. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, we're getting back to action and, and, uh, there is a level of normalcy, which is healthy and it needs to happen quickly. I get it. Uh, well, I
4: got to say, well done on coordination of the hat with mm-hmm. the, with, with the, the vest. I well, mean, I've been,
5: I mean, it's, it's not easy. You have to, we have yellow and green O's predominantly, we've got puddles and, It just depends on what side of the aisle you're on. Do you like to coordinate the O's? Do you like to have a puddles and an O? Gotcha. It's always a big challenge, and today I decided to go with the green O. But then the mask is different, so it's never perfect. But but. look
4: good, play good. You try to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I, I hear that. So what's been up? I mean, catch us up. You guys have had your first uh, tournament now since the the resumption of action. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catch us up on what the team's been up to over the last year since we last talked.
5: Yeah, when we played in Arizona, it had been 10 months or whatever, how many months since competition, and so... You know, we in the fall, we, we practiced and played as a team and we tried to create as much um, tournament feel as we could because I knew the kids were lacking that. And the challenge with golf and any sport is that you have you have golf and then you have tournament golf and they're not the same. I mean, they feel way different. And so um That's always a challenge is, okay, the guys look good. Their games are good. But what will happen when the lights come on and and they have to deal with the nerves and the pressure and all that? So um, I thought we did a decent job, not as well as I would have liked. But um, I I do like my team and I think we have a chance to be pretty good. And so uh, I'm going to keep pushing them so that we can get over that hump and get used to feeling the nerves and play like we're capable. Were there nerves for you? Yeah. Yeah, there there are. I mean, yeah, I, I, I when you when you play golf, there is a level of nerves. And then when you watch golf, it's actually worse. And then when you watch five golfers, it's like way worse. Um, it's the most stressful thing you can do. And you think golf, oh, no big deal. But I mean, the thoughts that go through your head. I mean, there's water, there's desert, there's cactus everywhere in Arizona. And yeah, I was a total stress case. But I tried not to show my guys that because of this. This is a new thing. I can hide behind it. They don't know if I'm grimacing or if I'm smiling.
4: And especially with the hat on, it's not like you can even talk with your eyebrows, right? I mean, everybody's gotten very
5: good at talking
4: with their eyes these days. Well, I I wear
5: sunglasses, too. So it's a total shutdown. So that
4: yeah, you really are robbing a bank.
5: I really am. That's the problem is that they fog up. And I don't know who's had that problem, but you have the mask and you you got the glasses, and then it fogs, and then you got a real—you got a real problem. There are days where I
4: can't wear my glasses, and I can't see what I'm doing. And if Scott Scott could show you know something terrible on screen, and I would never know it.
5: These are the things that people don't understand That's how true. hard it is.
4: That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if this is the worst that it gets, though, not too bad. But, you know, you, you you guys finished sixth out of 17 teams, though. Yeah. I know you'd like to win every tournament. We would
5: like to win everyone.
4: I look at that though, and and especially for a younger group like yours, uh, some positives, I guess, taken away from that opening weekend.
5: You know, we played with three new guys, a transfer and two freshmen, and uh, they've all been doing great. Um, my uh, my transfer, Owen Everett from Long Beach, is a really competitive kid. And, uh, you know, we say we were back to some level of normalcy, and there really was when we were playing. It felt great. But we were in Tucson, and we had a wind delay and a snow delay in Tucson. So I don't know how normal that is. Um, but the actual feeling of the golf felt a little bit more normal. So we had a crazy conditions. Um, and I've been in a golf all my life and I've only stopped competitive golf a handful of times for wind. And that was one of them where the balls were rolling off the green and wouldn't stay still. So wow. we had a little bit of delay as, that, as it blew through. But it blew the whole time. It was cold and then it snowed. And, and you know, that's a, when you haven't competed in 10 months and then you get that, it was tough. And and so we had a little bit of a, you know, high and low with some of our scores. But um, overall, there were a lot of positives. Owen had the low round of the, of the day of the final round by two and he he went he had a 79 the first day in the crazy wind um which wasn't his best but it was sort of not even real golf at the right. time <laughs> um so that was good and then I have two freshmen I like a lot they didn't play particularly well but that was a tough that was a tough task for your first college tournament to get thrown to that so all in all i'm confident uh we got to get better but there is hope and there's there's some talent there so it's
4: trial by fire though right I it mean, is you know yeah. there, there's something to be said for that Casey martin joining us organ men's golf head coach it, let's go back in time a, a little bit if we could how did you approach coaching the guys from afar in this virtual environment well and were a lot of them able to, to still compete kind of
5: individually i know golf was mm-hmm. one of those sports
4: where you could still do that
5: a little bit i mean a lot of the tournaments vanished in the pac-12 we didn't compete obviously in the fall but there's some individual stuff but it wasn't quite as much and then fortunately for golf i mean it's not hard to coach and stay 10 feet apart i mean sure really it it has been very easy and so fortunately we're a low risk considered a low risk sport and we should be able to as long as we don't have any outbreaks we should be able to get along pretty good because you're outside the wind's blowing this would be as close as you'd get right it, it should work out.
4: Well, it's funny. You know, we, we've obviously had everything adjust for us, right? Like life in the studio, you're, you're one of only a few guests that has actually been here in the office when we've been like, yeah, let's you know, let's do an interview. And it, it certainly changed. With, with, with the student-athletes, I mean, and, and I know that this is a larger question that I kind of wanted to get into. How have you approached the, the mental aspect of all of this with the student-athletes? And as, as a coaching staff, you know, this has been tough on, on a lot of people for sure. And you guys are leaders of young men.
5: Well, yeah, I can't say that we've had any major plan of of A B C this is what you do. You just try to get in there, build relationships, go play golf and if someone's struggling, try to I mean, I haven't heard of too many things. I mean my guys are pretty open with me, I think, and, and I haven't heard of too much stuff. I mean a little bit of I mean, I think I feel it more than any of any of them. Um so uh, fortunately we haven't had massive issues, you know. Um I think everyone's been understanding and, and thankful that they're at a place like Oregon that gives us support and is going to take care of them. Um, I just, the longer it goes on is when I start to work. Because at some point when the, you know, now we're very hopeful to get going and the light's at the end of the tunnel, I, I really hope and we don't have to pull back because that would be tough.
4: I'm, I'm with you. And especially after you guys were one of the many sports that had it just so abruptly stop, you know, last yeah, last we, March. We what was really, that like?
5: Well, we were playing and then we weren't. It just yeah. stopped. And it's it. we were starting to play. We had a tough fall, but we were starting to really play better and then. Um, it just kind of vanished. So, you know, what, what can you do? There's, I mean, we we still have it really good. And I think the bulk of my kids recognize like, look, this, this is tough, but life is still good and we'll get through this. So we're having that perspective. Um, but like I said, it longer goes on. It, you, there's mental health issues and there's, you know, just fatigue of this. There's yeah. definite COVID fatigue. I have it. I'm ready to get going. Um, but you know, got yeah, to it do is what's it is. right. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is.
4: Casey Martin, our guest, uh, Oregon men's golf head coach. Uh, now back to, to current time. And thank you for letting me ask the the larger, bigger questions. It's been a while since we talked to you. So, you yeah, know, you I know. Get, let's go. Yeah. All right. So you got two weeks uh, and then you're heading to the prestige. Yes. Okay. What's the scouting report?
5: Well, um, it it's it. We weren't in this tournament until a few days ago, and okay. that's what COVID <laughs> has happened. So we've always gone to Hawaii yeah. every every year that it's been our st- Main event in the in the winter is we go to Hawaii for a week, and you can imagine why we'd want to do that sure um, and that got we, we were not able to go this year we weren't allowed to go and so I made a bunch of calls scrambling for tournaments um, and the prestige is a very prominent tournament in Palm Springs uh, Stanford and UC Davis run it we were not in it because we were in Hawaii. But right. um, they gave us a call and said, hey, we've decided to expand it because a lot of teams are not able to go. And so um, we got in, and now it's going to be probably the best college golf tournament of the year from a ranking standpoint. Um, oh, it home, went right. from oh, 12 teams to 20-some teams, and wow. it's you, it's who's who in college golf. So um, that was good because that's normally what the Hawaii event is, and so we kind of backed into this one. And, and we're going to go down there, and, and it's in Palm Springs, so the weather should be good. Don't say that. Knock on wood right now. I know you're right. But it is Palm Springs. It should be good. I'm going to stick with that, and we should get down there and get a lot of reps and just start – Start getting back to um, flexing that competitive muscle. So the schedule you mentioned the
4: flux of it. Uh, I was going to ask you about the Duck Invitational coming up in March. I mean, how nice is it to be hosting a tournament uh, this year? And let's hope everything continues along that track, right?
5: Yeah, let's just hope. Let's hope we get there, and and teams can continue to come, and and uh, so we're hosting at Eugene Country Club, which is a treat. And I love showing it off. And we have a good field this year um, because of what's going on. Everyone's scrambling, and so teams like UCLA and Stanford are coming, um, which we don't normally get. And so we're sure. excited to have some of the some of the better teams in the nation coming to Eugene.
4: Full schedule on Goducks.com. Uh, the last thing I had to ask you is just how good the Pac-12 this year? Are they any good?
5: Yeah, the Pac-12 is always good in <laughs> golf. I mean, everybody's good. There's nobody that's not good. Even the quote-unquote bad teams are good. Um, and I think the class of the – I mean, the best team is looking like Arizona State. Right now they're loaded, and I think they're number one or close. And then there's a lot of teams we haven't really been ranked because we haven't been playing, but you're going to see Arizona and, and certainly the Stanfords and, and UCLAs, and, and hopefully hopefully the Ducks will get in there. I think we have a chance if we can just kind of just kind of keep going.
4: The last question that I have for you is just kind of keys to success. You, know, you touched on some of your individuals, a uh, couple mm-hmm. freshmen that you like with Owen and Owen, I should mm-hmm. say
5: piece of success for your squad? Uh, you know, every team is different. And so I'm just getting to learn my team in competition. And so uh, golf in, comp- in competition, I think the biggest thing is to relax and just play like you're playing with your buddies. Because when you do that, you tend to play a lot better than when you're just, you know, really over um amped. And sure. so my job with some of these young kids that they really want to do well for me and for Oregon for themselves and just to get them to just chill and just go play. And I think we're going to play a lot. We're going to we've we have a very intense schedule to kind of make up for it, assuming that maybe we might miss, who knows, hope not, but we try to overschedule a little bit for that. And hopefully when we get out there and just keep playing and playing and playing, some of that intensity will fade and we'll just get back to who we are and and we'll be right there.
4: Well, here's to chilling and relaxing come on. and uh, a lot of low scores. Let's
5: do that. I'd like that very much.
4: Casey Martin, head coach, Oregon men's golf. But normally I'd reach over, shake your hand, and said, I'm doing elbows, you know, just like virtual elbows yep. these days. Thank you for the time. Always appreciate it. Love and, it. Uh, good luck. We'll have to do it again. Let's go. All right. We'll get a quick timeout when we come back. A lot more to go, including a new defensive coordinator for Oregon football. More on that coming up. Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
1: From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it. OnPoint proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. OnPoint Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com, federally insured by NCUA, equal housing opportunity.
3: After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
7: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo.
3: Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll hundo P always walk it.
7: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Kids, and the Ad Council.
3: A ranger station.
1: I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire, and Smokey Bear hugged me.
3: So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, B's just letting you know you did good.
1: Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update! I'm gonna let you go now.
3: There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at smokybear.com.
1: Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester.
4: Finishing up, Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Time for your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. If you're just joining us, Tim DeRuiter. That's right, New Oregon football defensive coordinator. An impressive, impressive guy. I really enjoyed listening to him talk. If you missed his conversation, uh, go back, watch the show on demand, or listen to the show on the Oregon Sports Network podcast where we make the show available on demand in its radio form, if you will. Yeah, really good stuff from Tim DeRuiter. Continuing uh, with some other news around Oregon athletics, of course, Oregon men's and women's basketball. Games are still on the schedule this week. fall in protocol and hopefully on track for more games coming up. And a really impressive performance from now the number one Oregon track and field team for the men and number 13 for the Oregon women this past weekend. Full details on GoDucks.com. But, man, a uh, all-time world best in the men's DMR. They broke their previous record, the Ducks did, by about five seconds. Yeah, they're pretty good. Meanwhile, men's tennis and women's tennis both got rolling. On Saturday, the Ducks uh, moved to 2-0 after two wins over BYU for men's tennis and 4-3, really tough one for the women's tennis team against Gonzaga. But how about Oregon volleyball? We finish on a high note today. Matt Ulmer's squad sweeping the number 19 team in the country at Matthew Knight Arena. The win over UCLA on Sunday. Ducks are 2-2 now. Pretty good stuff. Finishing up with your Café M two-minute drill. See you tomorrow. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just brought some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I
2: probably made a mistake.
1: Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the ad council. When I grow up, I wanna be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I wanna be a kid's first computer. I wanna be, on a, I wanna day. be a football. I stadium. wanna be a bike
2: that races around the country. I wanna
1: be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage, and if you recycle me, I won't be.
0: Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.
2: Whoa.
3: The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's
2: huge!
3: Is the moment I knew that for him. You Even the sky has no limit.
1: There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org.
2: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, Better Banking, Local Solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.